Hey, Kat. You ready to chat? Laura, are you talking about a church boy chat? Mm, amen. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Church Boy Chat. I am Laura, and this here is Kat. Hello. And we are here today. We are going to talk about matchmaking in the church. Yes. <laughs> and Kat loves matchmaking. Like for it. She used to work. I, don't, I feel like I'm introing you like a guest. Please. She used to work for a matchmaking service, and her heart is um, to genuinely find people good matches. I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a professional resume when I was indeed a mm-hmm. matchmaker for a company I will not name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had a couple clients. One really impressive one, like mm. Harvard grad, daughter of a diplomat that had been to 47 wow. countries, successful TV writer, like, girl, I was like, why do you trust me it. with your love life? <laughs> but, but actually, she was really happy with uh, awesome. the person I set her up with, so there you go. Just me flexing on my matchmaking ability hey. over here, basically trying to convince all of our listeners to let me matchmake them, mm-hmm. if they haven't enjoyed me every time a guest came on, <laughs> being like, this isn't the purpose of our podcast, but if you do happen to find love through this, it's so wouldn't true. be mad. It's so true. Whenever we have, like, we've had some really awesome guests on here, and, um, I mean, we're always, we're always willing to, like, help find, help them find love. Right. I, that would be the ultimate compliment (laughs) for, (laughs) for them to find love because of us, like, you know, listening to them and getting to experience their wisdom and everything. Right. And I think it's a fun topic for church dating because it happens mm-hmm. where people definitely put in a good word for their friend. Like mm-hmm. I know someone whose friend would like give her the inside scoop on her now boyfriend beforehand and where he was out dating and like mm-hmm. all these things. And there have been a lot of matches. Sherry G, one of our loyal listeners, yeah. she helped match make two of our good friends. Yeah. Like helps orchestrate i would mm-hmm. say just matchmaking i think in the church yeah. can just mean like a little uh hell nudge well nudgy nudge yeah some people don't like it um and i respect that some people don't want to be match made right and i respect that some people give me a fair reign and i go to town mm-hmm. i really love getting to have a hand in love yes i mean there's something beautiful about that getting to help somebody i mean an act of service Oh, but um, it's really interesting because matchmaking in a church can be, um, it could be awkward. It could be, it could be something, especially if you're looking for, if, I don't know, if they want to date somebody from that church. Right. That, because I know personally, like, finding somebody from other churches, it, that makes it a little bit less messy if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of like a safer way. But if they're like, no, I want to find somebody here, like in my church, because you love your church so much, which I totally understand, but that also opens the door for it to be a little bit more messy. Right. I think that in matching situations, I really like matching, inter-church matching, if you mm. will. 
because yes, it's great to date within your church, but I fully recognize that people run the gamut on how they feel towards it because it is interference mm-hmm. in a sense. And yeah. some people are more private and just when you get more cooks in the kitchen, it can get messy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice to do it between churches. I will say I tried to set a friend up with like four different guys mm-hmm. over the course of our like six year friendship. And she found love on her own without me. <laughs> but my favorite one was Laura. I try app dating like once a year mm-hmm. for a week. Mm-hmm. And that's how long it lasts. And it reminds me that it's not for me. We've talked about it. Right. I totally support it. Just mm-hmm. not for me. Yeah. But during one of these weeks, one of my annual weeks, I found this guy that seemed like a great guy. But mm-hmm. I just literally from the get-go, I was like, this is for my friend. He's her man. And so I sent him a video message because it was the most awkward thing to communicate over text, but somehow by the grace of God, he was down for it. I never had met this man. And we just been like texting or talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I'm big on the video messages when you're trying to communicate something right. or like an audio message. But I low he was in my car and like <laughs> made this video message being like, Hey guy, you seem great. Um, I'm doing this as a video because this is a hard text to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> And I do a little high girl voice when I'm like yeah. saying something that's like awkward. And I'm like, ah, but I just, you know, I really, I just can't get over how much I think you're meant for my friend. And not thinking it would work, but he was like, oh, send me back a normal text. He was like, wow, well, thank you. Yeah, I was kind of getting excited about meeting you, but if you really oh think. <laughs> right for me then yeah and so I convinced my friends so they went on a date and it didn't it didn't work oh. out apparently he like didn't look like his pictures or they were oh. from like four years ago I think they went on a few she was like seeing it out if she was attracted to him mm-hmm. or not she yeah. was driving the line she's like I'm just not sure if I'm attracted to him mm-hmm. or not which is very fair yeah. wow dating and dating's an interesting thing yeah and matchmaking isn't isn't easy because like you I have a friend I've talked to you about this friend before I won't name him he listens to the podcast um, <laughs> but I want to find love for my friend so badly, like so badly. So like whenever I meet somebody, I'm just like, oh, are you a candidate for my friend? Kind of like that book. Like, are you my mother? And I'm just like meeting all these ladies. I'm like, maybe you, you know? And it's just, I so badly want to help him find love. That's so real. Yeah. I definitely do that where once I've got, like, someone in my sights, like, mm-hmm. if you're, like, shooting a gun, like, in yep, your sights yep. kind of thing, they're, like, my number one priority. Yeah. I literally have my friend in my phone as matchmaking priority number one. That's so funny. But she throws me so much shade because she's been in there for, like, two years that way. <laughs> and I have tried. Oh. But you know what? Yeah. Love finds everyone. And... Mm-hmm. Often probably not the people that are trying to help them. Like, it's yeah. how it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not a bad thing because sometimes you just need a little nudge. Yeah. No, I think... Also, with matchmaking, I feel like there is different forms of it in the sense of, like, I am going to take all the responsibility of finding you someone, so don't look for anybody. And, then like, you are in it as a matchmaker and you are orchestrating all these things or it's almost wingmanning right where you're like i see you and then i see you and it's like oh that would be such a good match and so then you're just like carefully like 
you're like, oh, I, I have this friend, and I think, you know, you might really like him. Right. Or whatever. And so you're just like, I mean, just, like, maybe we can, like, all hang out together sometime. Totally. Uh, you know? And so there, there's different ways to do it. It doesn't always look the same, I don't think. And it doesn't have to be this, like, explicit, awkward thing. It can mm-hmm. be just even an introduction. Yeah. Without even, like, stating to both parties, maybe just one, or maybe not even telling them, but just matchmaking them in your head and introducing yes. them, and then taking full credit if yes. they get together. Later, later, you're, you're like... like I am the one that's going to be talking at your wedding. Just about, so you know. Just so you know <laughs> about the time that I was working behind the scenes and nobody knew because I need people to know how hard I work. <laughs> <laughs> so selfish. Sorry. Don't do that. Don't do that. Totally kiddling. We're totally kidding. <laughs> kiddling is what I just We're said. Kiddling. Because I think matchmakers can get a better rap for being meddling. Mm-hmm. And I want to be so cognizant of I love matching and if people give me that mm-hmm. green light to do it it's my joy but never yes. want to meddle in the sense of like if they're not comfortable with it or it's mm-hmm. unasked for I don't just yeah. insert myself I'm like let mm-hmm. me find you love right yeah and I mean I think that there's a good intention sometimes the intention's a little far off right and it's not the best intention um but also, there's a lot that goes into it, and if you are if you are actually there matchmaking because you care for that person, and you you see their um, positive qualities, but also maybe some shortcomings, if you understand their personality, where they are spiritually is a big thing. Um, some people might just need to be single for a while, and that's you know, for them to really make that call. Right. But I think as long as it's done out of like the goodness of your heart, I don't think matchmaking is terrible. We're here for it, but we want to hear what you guys feel about Because yeah. I think it's like not a controversial topic. Yeah. But I also want to hear what people think needs to be present for something to work. Because I'm mm-hmm. going to give you my theory. Okay. From my professional background where okay. I just flexed earlier so you mm-hmm. would believe in my abilities. Mm-hmm. And also the fact, just to give you a little more reason of why you should believe me <laughs> is I once matched someone in the air. Shout out to Southwest. Sponsor wow. us, Southwest. Yes, I only fly Southwest. I do too, but actually. Yeah, no, for real. I only fly that. That's Southwest sponsor Church Boy Yeah. Chat. Free flight. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, yes. A friend of a friend found out that I loved Matt Drake. And mm. he was so serious about it. He was like, hey, like, I would love to be considered. I live here mm-hmm. a little outside of LA. Mm-hmm. Do you have a roster there? I was like, you know, I'm building one up. My sister recently moved to the area, so I will keep you in mind and keep you posted there. Mm -hmm. We'll call him Logan. Logan. And so I was on a flight home, and this girl next to me was super cool, and we were talking. And I was like, I think she's a Christian. Mm. Found out she was. And then matchmaking came up. And then found out her sister, who was also a Christian, was single and lived in the same area as this guy. And before the flight had ended, we had both bought Southwest Wi-Fi because I guess we could have technically texted somehow on Wi-Fi. But what we did was we used it to get on our laptops to get on Facebook. And then we had our little trays down. We're both on our laptops on Facebook messaging. So I was messaging Logan. She was messaging her sister. And before the plane landed... I had done a group message with Logan and her sister and introduced them. That's amazing. I'm here for it. That is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That is really cool. And so, yeah, going off of mm-hmm. my passion for yeah. this, that I do it in the skies, mm-hmm. in Southwest. <laughs> in Southwest. Southwest Flight. Sponsor. <laughs> 
here are the three things I think that yeah. have to be present for something to work. Mm-hmm. Same values. So for church dating, would be mm-hmm. Christian and faith walk and being aligned in that. Yes. Um, but just in general, same similar values. Mm-hmm. You have to be physically attracted. Mm-hmm. Number two. And which can look different. Like, yeah. obviously, you don't have to be like, well, I'm going to need this, like, this look. Yeah. You just have to be like, I'm attracted to them. I literally had a pastor mm-hmm. once be like, listen, if you can't just imagine having sex with them, because one <laughs> yeah. day you will if you yeah. get married, yeah, like, true. you probably shouldn't date them. And I was yeah. like, thank you, pastor. Oh, yeah. Wise words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sex is a part of marriage. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. The church doesn't need to be like, no. and then you get married and we won't talk about it. Yeah. And we won't talk about anything. No, that is a big part of marriage. Right. So I think in some way you have to be physically attracted to them, but not, how should I say this? I think when I was in college or high school even, I was very like, oh, this has to be there for me to be physically attracted to mm, this and this and this. Yes. And I don't think that's as important as just being like, I'm attracted to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. And number three is click. And mm-hmm. that's the hardest one. Like the X factor where yeah. I think humor has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of that thing where you just can be the most yourself and it just works. Yeah. Without yeah. having to like try to be like, oh, I feel like they're on this frequency and I'm going to try to meet them and keep this conversation mm-hmm. going. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, the conversation's flowing. My yeah. best indicator of click mm-hmm. is when I forget the time. Because I'm usually pretty aware Ooh, of the time. Yeah. And like how much time and like I said I can be overly scheduled blah 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 mm-hmm. but when I forget the time mm-hmm. I'm like whoa whoa that's cool so those are my top okay. three values slash faith mm-hmm. physical attraction click yeah that makes sense what would you say you think it's need to be present for a match to work okay well I agree with all of those but I'm not going to repeat anything you said okay okay except I really want to say like sp- like spiritually oh like, it has to be. like I feel like that's a given should I include that in my three? Yeah. Okay. So that's the one. First one. That's the most important one, I think. Um, I think that I think what you said is I, I would also I think those are very important as well. Um, I would say um, communication, similar communication styles. Yeah. Um, I feel like everything it's going to be basically what you just said, but uh, I think communication is necessary, and then. Um, that X factor. And that might be the click. It might also be just, like, attraction. But just that thing that it's, like, it feels different. Right. And see, the attraction thing, this is why I think it's so important to separate them. Mm-hmm. Because I've so often had two of the three. Mm-hmm. And they're often where I'm, like, physically attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And they love Jesus. Yeah. But we don't have the X factor. And mm-hmm. that's happened to me a couple of times yeah. now. Where I'm, like, why doesn't this work? Hmm. Like... That's good. Here for you. Yeah. Here for whatever's going on here. Mm-hmm. But not just... Mm-hmm. And so I think the X factor is the hardest to define. Yeah. I think that's really important. That's really... That's interesting. It is important. And I think it's important for any romantic relationship inside the church or outside of the church. Right. I would say that would be one common ground. Is that... Because I feel like a lot of one night stands or whatever happen because of... Attraction alone. I mean, it's lust. It's a lustful action. It's attraction. Um, but then, you know, you hear these stories or you see it even in TV shows where these people are like, oh, I, I slept with that person last night, you know, that type of a thing. Yeah. Um, and so just being aware that an X factor needs to be present in any, in any like, in church, 
and worldly people agree on that, which is very interesting to think about. Right. So going back to my Harvard example, she was the first person that called X Factor because I'd mm. always called it Click. Mm-hmm. And the person I set her up with, she's like, you did such a good job. You like met all of my criteria mm-hmm. that I wanted in someone. Yeah. And I also appreciated her as a client because she was very understanding. And she was like, you can't really account for the X Factor. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that. Yeah. And that was, I think, what helped me start really forming this theory. Mm. And my theory is those three things have to be present in order for something to work. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare to find those in the first yeah. place. But from there, you have to figure out your communication style, yeah. how you are with good. money, if you see money the same way and mm-hmm. spending the same way. I think mm-hmm. finances are a huge part of marriage. Yeah. And so I think that foundation has to be there in order for it to have a chance of working. Mm-hmm. And then you figure out from there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why would you even bother dating someone if you don't have those three things? I know. That's, I mean, I feel like sometimes people um, are thinking maybe it'll come later. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, I'll give this like a month or two. I'm waiting for that, that click, that X factor. Yeah. You know, to like kick in for me to like, for them to say something that it's like, wow. You know? And I've tried with the physical attraction wing for mm-hmm. again. So I've tried yeah. with guys that, you know, just really love the Lord. And I feel mm-hmm. like it was really easy to talk to them and really yeah. fun. But I wasn't necessarily attracted to them. Mm. But I was like, well, I've definitely fallen into that before. I'm like, well, let's just see if the attraction comes because everything mm-hmm. else works. But I am a firm believer that for me, if yeah. the attraction isn't there from the beginning, it never develops. And mm-hmm. I know people who were great friends and they woke up one day and were like, this is my person. And I respect yeah. that. But yeah. Ten times out of ten when I've tried that, <laughs> never worked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I also think it's funny because I've met a lot of married couples who will talk about, like, their celebrity crush or, like, the type that they were attracted to. And then you'll look at their, like, spouse and it's not that. But they're still but they're still attracted to that person. So I think what you were saying before about attract is not putting it in a box of, like, I want, you know, Hollywood's example of what I think is attractive. Right. Because it's not going to, you're probably, it's going to be hard to find that really. But when you boil it down, there are certain things that you find attractive, like the eyes or the smile or like certain things that is similar to that. Not initially is what is attracting you to that celebrity that you don't know. But then your spouse like has this amazing smile or, you know those physical things. And I think qualities are so attractive to mm-hmm. me too. I'm oh yes. Super mature and holy. Oh man. I'm sorry. I'm over here just talking about physical attractiveness. No. That's not me at all. <laughs> yeah, I like what you're saying though. It's like there's like a smile I don't think because, is yeah. made or is like all physical. There's so much about a smile that reflects the person. Yeah. And that's what made me think <laughs> of the I qualities. I feel so shallow. <laughs> Laura's like the most like heart seeing I made that an adjective heart seeing person I know where she's so good about like seeing people's people and I really value that about you thank you (laughs) but as far as qualities that are attracted to you I want to hear your top three on that oh my gosh our listeners can just you can come up with your top three yeah you guys think about ooh comment on our Instagram post your top three things you think have to be present for something to work yes and top three attractive qualities you look for in a partner Mm mhm yes mine are Yes. And then I'll give you my celebrity that I think embodies them, that I also think is hot. What? But it also embodies these. Right, okay. Intelligent. Mm Mm-hmm. Confident. Mm Mm-hmm. Confidence is a huge part of attraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But not cockiness, and it's such a fine line. yep. Cockiness is a turn-off, 
but confidence is a good thing. Yeah. So I would say intelligence, confidence, and humility. Mm. Because I think a big part of like truly being confident Mm -hmm. and where it's not too much or not off-putting is where you also have that humility. Mm -hmm. And I think someone that embodies this and is also super hot is Chadwick Boseman. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a man. Like, just amazing actor. But he's like, I like that he's this action superhero in like a groundbreaking Mm -hmm. film and Mm -hmm. just has done amazing things in the industry. Yeah. But he carries himself with such like this quiet confidence Mm -hmm. and a humility. And I've seen him in interviews and and he comes off super intelligent as well, which I really Mm -hmm. respect. And I'm like, that is something that's so attractive to me. Yeah. That kind of like understated confidence. Mm -hmm. It's not like showy. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yes. How about you? (laughs) Laura's blushing. No, I'm not. I just was in the sun a lot today and I'm sunburnt. Um... I have a hair in my mouth. Um, sorry, I'm like avoiding this question. <laughs> no, um, that's so interesting. I'm trying to think of like my celebrity crushes that embody. <laughs> okay, um, okay, so the qualities that I find attractive are, um, intentionality and conversation. Okay. So, Knows what they're knows what they're talking about. Well spoken. Yeah, well spoken. Thank you. Which I am not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Intentionally, what they say. So someone who is well spoken. Um, but I think that's an important thing because you can be well spoken, but not actually have the depth beneath it or the yes. heart beneath it. Yes. So I like how you said that because it's like intentionality suggests that they really care about what they're saying. Yes. Where someone can just say the right things, but maybe not have that connection. Mm-hmm. So I think yes. you said that great. Oh, thanks. Um, I would also say somebody who's goofy. Yeah. I like goofy. That is, for, that's very, somebody who can have fun. That's very attractive to me. Um, and then I would say, I also want to say confidence. Confidence is a huge part of attraction. I love confidence. Right. But then also, I, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a celebrity that would go with that Joseph I know. Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I like I like Jordan. Shut up, I shoot. I can't speak. I've lost. I've lost it all. Um, yes, no. Jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Ed Sheeran. Ed. <laughs> Love me some Ed. So I, that my celebrity crush, my like number one celebrity crush is really I'm embarrassing. S- no. Oh, I didn't mean that. No, he's fantastic. There's a reason why I have a crush on him. Anyway. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this. I feel like you've been like holding back. I'm so excited it's coming out. I have a really big crush on John Mulaney. The comedian? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's not, that's a great one. Yeah. I feel like I've seen one of his sets and was like, this guy's got chops. He's, he's funny. He's funny and goofy. Not very appropriate, so I apologize. Very um, offended by your I just, appreciation. I, I never want to like suggest something and then people are like, "Oh my gosh, Laura. like you think that's funny," you know? But yeah, John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay, the final thing I'll say about all of this, how all these things play into matchmaking. Is I think Laura Hood, the reason I believe in matchmaking so mm-hmm. much, which I get, 
people don't all believe in it, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. The reason I do is because my parents met on a blind date. Stop. At a little St. Charles, Missouri pizza parlor named Telenia's. And my aunt set up my mom with her then, my aunt's then boyfriend, now husband, Wesley's friend. Oh my Who's my now dad. That's adorable. Yes, and my mom did not find people with red hair attractive, mm-hmm. she thought, until she met my dad. Wow. And my See? dad didn't like her fashion because she had a huge bow and it was the 80s. <laughs> and she thought his red jacket clashed with his like red-orange hair and they got past it because they're a perfect match. See, and that's the thing that I was like, I was trying to say before and didn't say it so well, but you can think you know what you're attracted to. Right. Especially physically, but... You can get thrown for a loop because the person can have these amazing qualities that you are attracted to and you're just like, oh, I guess I don't care about hair color anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, please uh, check us out on Instagram, wherever you listen to this podcast, to give us a little rating, comment. We asked you to comment on... So many things. answers. We will make sure it's in the Instagram post so that you can, you know, keep track. Um, but we just want to hear more from you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.